Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we are going to take a look at the astrological energies of Mars retrograde in Gemini as Mars will spend eight months in this sign of the zodiac while also experiencing the retrograde energies that occur every two years with Mars. Mars enters Gemini on August 20th, 2022, and remains in Gemini until March 25th, 2023. So this means that Mars is going to be hanging out in the Gemini areas of your natal chart for an extended period of time, bringing our attention to matters of this part of our life. And Mars will be retrograding between 8 degrees and 25 degrees of Gemini. So you want to identify where that is in your natal chart. Again, 8 degrees to 25 degrees of Gemini, as this is the territory he will be covering multiple times three times to be exact, and helping us essentially be much clearer in these parts of our lives. And I'm going to talk about what this means in today's podcast. And I also want to highlight for you that this has been a very active retrograde territory in your natal chart for the past number of years. As we had Venus retrograde in Gemini in 2020, we had Mercury retrograde in Gemini in 2021, and then we also have had the North Node traveling through Gemini back in 2020 and 2021. And now here comes Mars. Mars covering the same territory and turf where Venus, Mercury, and the North Node already were in your chart. And the first thing I want to say about this is that it's why we're so dang tired of thinking, overthinking, analyzing, making choices, deciding what to do next. And there could be an energy here of that very deep mental fatigue, a sense of this is a part of my life that I've constantly have to stay aware of. I've had to be very alert, be very adaptable and nimble, be able to zig and zag and make a new choice or try a new direction because the Gemini energies are about choices. And so this is a part of your life where you could feel like you've been inundated with choices, new choices. What about this? How about that? And it could be that you're tired from this ongoing Gemini energy. Of course, it does depend on how you work with the Gemini energy signature, but this is bringing our attention to what we're learning to understand and how we're being able to filter out what you really don't need. And we're going to talk about all of this in this podcast because I'm also getting some very clear messages about the energy stream here that I'm going to share with you as well. Now to go into this more, Mars is the energy of taking action, what we want, what is calling to us, where our body consciousness is responding to something that we want to take action on. Think of it as Mars is what gets you going, gets you up off the couch. Mars is your energy of your daily desire to move and also to make something happen. Mars is how we assert ourselves. We go 
go for what we want. We understand that we have the confidence to make things happen in our life. And so how do you go about that? And depending on where your natal Mars placement is, that will depend on how you naturally operate, what you naturally respond to or what gets you going. So Mars taps into our desires and how we make life happen for ourselves. Mars also relates to your own masculine energy, regardless of your gender. It's associated with masculine archetypes, just as Venus is associated with feminine archetypes. Mars is also the types of masculine energy you're drawn to or attracted to, the kinds of energies that motivate you. Mars is also about your physical body. It's related to your sexuality. It's related to how you care for your body, how your body wants to move, and how your body feels naturally alive. Mars can be very encouraging. Mars gives us the confidence to say, let's go for it. Let's do it. And so when there is a strong Mars, that's where we can feel very excited and very motivated about life as well as what we want to do. And so Mars is very much a doing energy. And that goes back to the self-assertion, taking action, going for something, and essentially creating the life we want. So when we take those archetypal energies and then apply them to Gemini, well, Gemini is the energy of choices, duality, having options and possibilities, being flexible, being able to also be a strong multitasker where you're able to do one thing over here while simultaneously taking care of something else over there. Gemini is where we're operating from both sides of our energy field. This is part of the duality where we're understanding how we are more than just one side of ourselves. And there can be a more holistic understanding with Gemini of how to operate in a way that brings in both sides of an equation. And I tend to think of it as it's your left hand and your right hand. It's how you're able to operate with both sides of your body both sides of your brain, both sides of your duality. Gemini is associated with the twins, and in some ways those could be literal twins, but it's also our twin energy within ourselves. So it is our feminine and our masculine energies. And in fact, Gemini is associated with androgyny, where we think of Gemini as a masculine energy because it is an air sign and the air signs are masculine in astrology. But Gemini is also about when you're operating from both sides of yourself. And if those energies are in equal balance, then you're both masculine and both feminine. So what we're doing with Gemini is looking at where our energy naturally chooses to go, where our energy is associated with certain expressions and parts of ourselves. Gemini is where we can integrate more of ourselves in a healthy way, but without surrendering fully the other half of the energy. So meaning Gemini is where you can be very comfortable being in your feminine and then you have to switch into your masculine as needed or vice versa. So Gemini helps us develop that strength in adaptability, in flexibility, but without surrendering or giving up parts of ourselves. 
Gemini is strongly associated with the mind, the cerebral process, how you think and what you take in, what you're perceiving. This energy is how we understand the world around us. Gemini is associated with your learning style and how you first learned information, especially when you were younger and you first started in school. It's associated with early education. And Gemini is also about your first immediate environment, which is why it includes siblings, the things you do in a day, your hobbies, the things you're drawn to that are playful and fun for you. Gemini is also about where we go in a day. So we think of it as short-term travel. Think of Sagittarius, the opposite of Gemini. Sagittarius is long distance travel, foreign travel, international travel. Gemini is the short distance travel where you can go easily or a weekend trip or a staycation. Gemini is more about where you can reach someplace fast and perhaps not even stay too long. Important to note that Gemini is about the short term, short term projects, short term travel, things that happen quickly. Because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, Mercury is the fastest planet in our solar system, Gemini is the sprinter, where you can get somewhere quickly, what you can do easily, and how you can experience many things in a day. So think of Gemini as the errands you can do in a day, all the places you can go and get a lot done in a way that is even efficient and is something that helps you cross items off your to-do list. Now, the lower expressions of Gemini can involve where we are stuck in some lower thought patterns, where we are spinning and we don't know how to elevate the energy or move it out. Gemini can also have a lot of worry and anxiety. There can be a very active nervous system with Gemini because you feel all these thoughts pulsing through you and the mind can feel like it's taking over. The mind can be very strong in Gemini and this is a gift. Gemini is very intellectual, very smart, very perceptive and keen. But when that energy isn't moderated, when it isn't well managed, then the mind takes over and you can find yourself going down all these rabbit holes or spinning off into any story or narrative that you're focusing on and it starts to take on a life force all its own. The lower expressions of Gemini could also mean that there isn't much thought put into communications. This is where people can say something off the cuff and not understand how it lands. This is where people can gossip and not care about the harm of their words or what is being expressed or said. So the lower expressions of Gemini can also be the trickster or the coyote energy, the lower expression of you don't know what's really going on, like a court gesture, someone who is entertaining and doing things that are interesting to watch, but there's a hollowness behind it, or there is something that's missing in the intention. This can be the energy of being very flaky or of saying one thing and doing the other. Again, going back to Gemini being about duality, there can be duplicity where you say one thing to one person, but then say another thing to another person. Again, there's a lack of integrity with the words or what is being expressed. So these are important themes to be aware of as these are all energies in play and they're all going to be stronger here as Mars is in Gemini and Mars brings in an activation of these energies even more.
Now, the higher expressions of Gemini bring us to the power of our mind, what we're focusing on. If it is creating a narrative or a story that's empowering, Gemini can show us multiple sides of a story. It can show us multiple ways that things can unfold. It also gives us clear choices, choices to be more conscious and more mindful, to remember the power of your words, but also the power of your thoughts and to manage that responsibly, to take a look at some things that come up and be very clear with yourself. Am I basing this on real true information or am I just making up a story? Am I just creating something here that isn't true? And of course, that can be a wonderful form of expression and creativity, meaning the mind can be very creative in this way. Sort of like you can take a very small piece of information and you can make it into a bigger story or create a story all around it. And this can be something that you would have to manage in yourself or be aware of and come back to center. Be like, am I really creating this story based on something that I know is true or Did my mind just run away with itself? Did my monkey mind just start going into autopilot and created a very elaborate understanding or story that isn't based on much truth or facts? So with the consciousness of Gemini, we see where our mind goes, where our mental energy is stimulated. We can understand more about how to be mindful with what we say and communicate, especially with ourselves, because Gemini is actually the only air sign that's associated with your internal mental processing. Whereas the next air sign, Libra, is about how you engage in conversation with others, how you socialize, how you open up the interactions with others. And then the third air sign, which is Aquarius, is about communicating with bigger energy fields, meaning bigger groups, a bigger audience. Uh, That's where the energy opens up even beyond the human realms and you start to expand into communications with your energies in other dimensions, in other places and realms. So Gemini is really about the human mental processing of information, and it's about your individual communication style, your individual self-narrative, and what's happening within you, similar to a computer processing system where there's a lot happening inside that computer. That's what Gemini is for us at an individual level. So with Mars being in this sign, it's bringing our attention to all these parts of ourselves, but Mars is an activator. Mars brings up a response. Mars triggers. Mars wants you to get going or to take action. And in Gemini, there could be a split. And I feel like that's going to be one of the big themes here as Mars journeys through Gemini. Now, I said how Mars enters Gemini August 20th, 2022, and stays in Gemini until March 25th, 2023. But Mars will station retrograde the end of October, October 30th at 25 degrees of Gemini, and then voyage back to 8 degrees of Gemini and station direct January 8th. So October 30th, to January 8th is when Mars and Gemini is retrograde. And what is the first thing that comes to mind when I share those dates with you? 
Well, the first thing that comes to mind in my world is, wow, travel over the holiday season is going to be a bit crazy because here we have Mars retrograde in Gemini extending across the holiday season into the new year, which means travel plans are going to go haywire. There's going to be travel delays. There's going to be changes and shifts. And we can look at this from a worldview of what's already in play where we look at how there's been inflation, gas prices are going up, shortages, things that are shifting in the economics and monetary systems, where not only do we as individuals need to be making more conscious choices around how we spend our days, but think about this for corporations, companies, businesses, where they're going to need to cut back. I mean, in some ways, we've already been seeing things play out with airlines canceling a lot of flights at once where thousands of flights will be canceled over a weekend. And this is probably going to be a part of what we experience with Mars in Gemini retrograde. Travel plans are changing. Things that we're planning for are going to change in their choices and in their options. And this is something that is going to bring up, well, how do I make this work or what new options do I take? So when I look at this in terms of the travel over the holiday season, well, this could be a year when it's just much easier to drive, although that will also be affected with the Gemini energy and gas prices and whatever else is involved with travel. So it's going to be a very interesting holiday season with this Mars retrograde in Gemini because our plans are going to be up in the air, requiring us to be flexible, adaptable, to not get too attached, to be able to zig and zag and swerve and curve so that we can go with what is coming up and manage our responses, our reactions, that anger, frustration or disappointment. And travel is just one theme here, but it's a strong theme because Gemini is about, again, the short-term travel and what we do in a day where we go. And Mars is about taking action and moving something forward. So it will be vital to double check details, confirm your plans, make sure that what you have is accurate, and then remain open to what may shift or change anyways. And in fact, when I look at the last few months of 2022 going into 2023, we also have a Mercury retrograde. And that Mercury retrograde will begin at 24 degrees of Capricorn on December 28th. And it lasts until Mercury goes retrograde back to eight degrees of Capricorn, January 19th. So we are going to be needing to, again, remain flexible and open to change even more and to also manage our ego, our desires, what we're attached to or what we're banking on because I think that we're going to see delays, setbacks, reviews, you know, things happening almost like a very amplified Mercury retrograde. That's really what this feels like because Mars and Gemini, Gemini ruled by Mercury, is going to bring up do-overs, things that need to be reviewed and have a second pass or do again. And I think it's going to almost feel like there could be a lot of frustration, almost like treading water 
or running in place. Like here you are running on a treadmill and why aren't things moving forward? So it's looking at how do you manage your energy during those energy cycles, especially when your body, Mars, is feeling it. Your body has a response. Your body is sensing the energy. And this is where during every Mars retrograde, we really have to be aware of our body consciousness. What is our body speaking to us? What is it saying to us? What is it needing? And then how do you provide an outlet for that energy to move? Now, Mars and Gemini can also be the words we say in anger, what we spit out and then we realize, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. It's also going to be important to look at where you need to bite your tongue or hold back unless you're saying something from that place of higher consciousness or you're being very intentional because this Mars and Gemini can be a war of words of really going to a battle, Mars, around different concepts, ideas, things that have been said, things that you want to say. Now, keep in mind, Gemini can be petty. Gemini can bring up things that really don't matter. And again, this can be part of that trickster energy where Gemini, because it's so smart, can say things just to get a reaction or just to get someone to bite. So we're going to need to be aware of that. Look at where we're putting energy into certain interactions and conversations and then where it's going to be necessary to pull back even if your body wants to charge forward. And I feel like that's part of this push and pull with Mars and Gemini retrograde is that your body is going to want to do one thing and yet your brain might be giving you another direction or vice versa. Your brain is doing one thing and then your body wants to do another. So this is part of that duality theme, working with different parts of our energies, remaining in a very intentional and conscious place when we're triggered, when we have a reaction, when we have a response, and learning how we are always in charge of our energy, even when your tongue wants to spit something out or when you're feeling really fired up and you want to actively do something that might not be the best choice. And so these are all the ways that we are managing our energy on a daily basis, and we're going to be made more conscious of these themes during Mars retrograde. Now, you could also feel a shift in your body consciousness at this time. You could feel something changing within your physical self around the energies you're feeling and receiving. You could feel too like there's days that you're split, meaning there's days when the energy feels very active, very much on the go, and then there could be the other side of the coin where you have nothing to give and you don't have energy for much. And I feel like that can be part of this push and pull with the Gemini energy at times where if you have something that you're following or you're thinking through, then you might be motivated to pursue it. And I think of this too because of how Gemini is cerebral, very cerebral, very much the thinker. And so what you're thinking about is going to activate what you do or what you want to do. And then if you don't have a plan in place, if things aren't clear, if you're not certain, that's when you could feel the energy sink, where you're like, I don't know what to do with this. And there's this analysis paralysis where you're stuck between choices or stuck between options. And it could feel like you can't move, like it's looking for energy to show up that propels you forward, gives you a solution, gives you information. And I think part of this Mars retrograde in Gemini is going to bring our attention to what am I choosing? Not necessarily what am I doing? What am I choosing? 
because the doing this can be very unconscious, right? You're like, okay, I need to go take care of some errands and pick up the kids from school. And there's the doingness in our lives, the doingness of things we need to get done, tasks we need to perform, things we just have to take care of, right? That's very much the doingness. But the choosing, the choosing is a different vibration when you're actively choosing This is what I'm going to direct energy towards. This is what calls to me. This is what I want to participate in. And so, yes, we have things we have to do in a day, but I feel like we're raising our consciousness around the choosingness, what we're choosing, the choice points that bring up our priorities, our values, what matters to us, and what we want to continue to create in our lives. Now, during this Mars retrograde, there will be trines to Saturn in Aquarius. And in fact, there are two trines, both occurring at 19 degrees. So when Saturn is at 19 degrees of Aquarius and Mars is at 19 degrees of Gemini, they make two trines. And this will happen the end of September when Mars is direct and Saturn is retrograde. That will actually happen September 28th, 29th, and 30th. And then there will be another trine when Mars is retrograde and Saturn is direct. They connect again at 19 degrees the end of November. That will be November 28th, 29th, and 30th. So those are stabilizing periods for this Mars to make choices. And Mars trining Saturn in Aquarius is where do you want to go? What choice is best for your long-term trajectory? What's the best and highest choice for what matters to you for even years to come or for where you want to go that's beyond just today. And it takes you to a higher vantage point. So this provides perspective, support, stability, commitment, responsibility. This is a supportive energy as Mars interacts with Saturn through the trine. Now, at the same time, Mars is going to be making ongoing squares to Neptune in Pisces. And these energies will first come through in October 2022. That's when the energy is going to be the strongest as they connect at 23 degrees. That will happen October 10th through the 16th. Then again, when Mars is retrograde, they will interact at 22 degrees. That will be November 18th through November 22nd. And the third and final square with Mars and Gemini will happen in March 2023 when Mars will square Neptune at 24 degrees. And that will be March 12th until March 15th. So these squares from Neptune are going to be deeply felt because that's a square of uncertainty and lacking clarity. Where is this going? Where am I going? What do I think about this? There can also be less energy with that Neptune square, meaning I don't have it in me to make a choice. 
I'm too tired. I don't know what to choose. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest energy signatures here at times is this whole, I don't know what to choose because I'm just so damn tired of choosing. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. That mental fatigue comes in even stronger. And Neptune, especially in Pisces, dissolves our thinking process and wants us to trust ourselves, wants us to trust what we're feeling. So there could be this internal sense of, I don't want to make the wrong choice. And I actually feel like that's going to be one of our biggest experiments and exercises during Mars retrograde in Gemini, a sense of, well, I don't want to go in the wrong direction. I don't want to go in the wrong area. I don't want to make the wrong choice. Now, keep in mind, Pisces, Neptune and Pisces is also an energy of duality. So Gemini and Pisces are both duality signs and they bring up choices and options and it depends on how you work with that energy in your chart because I feel like this Neptune and Pisces is reminding you, you can't make a wrong choice if you're trusting yourself. You can't make a wrong choice if you're really tuning in to your intuition and your guidance and the spiritual messages. So part of this Mars retrograde is getting us out of our heads because first of all, we're so tired of overthinking, overanalyzing. We're tired of choosing. And I feel like this Neptune and Pisces is checking in and saying, well, how much are you trusting your intuition, which can challenge the mind at times. It challenges the details, right? Where you're like, oh, I want to do this. And then your mind is like, okay, well, how are you going to bring that together? What are the specifics? How's that going to line up? And then you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to come through. And then that can keep you stuck. That's where you can be in this place of, I'm afraid to make a choice because I don't have all the information. But I think that what we're learning is how every time we show up powerfully in our own energy, when you really show up in the truth of who you are based on what you've been through and experienced, based on what you're healing, based on what you're understanding about yourself, when you're really truly trusting it, there's energies that show up that give you those answers. I also feel like this is a huge part of our spiritual growth where we're stepping out of the over-reliance on our minds because our minds are these beautiful, wonderful machines of information. Again, that internal processing system, but they're also limited. Our minds can be very limited in what they perceive and understand. And so there is an upgrade here that is probably going to feel wildly uncomfortable when you are not able to go with the flow and trust the unknowns. And then this is where we create stories or we want to fill in the void, fill in the blank. So we start to create a story that will help us understand something. In fact, social media is a wonderful example of this where you could take one picture or one post that someone makes and then you create this whole narrative around it, right? You're like, oh, this is what this means or this is what they're doing or this is what that's about. And none of that could be true. You can be so very wrong and it could be something else that is being communicated or it could just be whatever is posted, like it is what it is. It's not meant to be this bigger story. You're not meant to read deeper into it. And something too that I remember my mom telling me, I mean, basically my whole life, is that when you're creative, when you naturally seek to create, you are wonderful 
at making up stories, making up scenarios, like your imagination can run wild. You can unconsciously fill in the blank or start to create things because that's what your mind wants to do. So the more creative you are, the more you're naturally going to make something into something else. And this can be a wonderful gift when you have a vivid imagination, when you're a beautiful storyteller, when there's things you want to communicate, worlds you want to communicate. I mean, just look at the world of sci-fi or fantasy or other things that come alive. They start from someone's energy creating that. Well, this is where we're going to have to be very aware of what we're creating mentally, of what you're focusing on, where you're trying to fill in the voids or fill in the gaps because of a lack of information, a lack of detail, a lack of facts. And I feel like with these squares from Neptune and Pisces, things can be more alive, but they're not necessarily real. So you're going to have to moderate that for yourself and look at, am I basing this on something I truly No, or am I creating a narrative? Am I creating a story? And it's an unconscious process that I get looped into. And of course, this is individual for each of us, but it's something to be aware of because our brains seek to know. Our brains seek information and knowledge and understanding. And when we don't have that, are you able to just let it be? Are you able to simply say, I don't have enough information to make a conclusion. I don't have enough facts to go on. I don't know this person enough. I don't know their life enough. Going back to social media, social media is like the highlight reel of our lives, right? Where you post your best pictures, your cutest hair, you post everything you're doing or what makes your life fabulous. But that's not the whole story. We all have other sides of our lives that we're struggling with. Like I don't post about the nights when I'm up multiple times with my son when he's sick and the next day I can't be productive. I can't get anything done. Or the times when you're working something out with a family member or a friend and it's stressful and you're just looking for resolution or you want to have a good conversation to get to the heart of something and maybe that doesn't happen right away, but you're moving through that energy and it could be very private and internal. You don't post that or you don't openly share that. So the truth is we never have the full story of other people's lives. We only have the full story of our own life, of our own experiences, of what's happening within us. And we have to be okay with where we don't have information at times. And that could be something that we are learning and something that we're practicing. And I feel like This is a beautiful gift of consciousness where you're able to step away or step back and just let something be. Now, this Mars retrograde is going to make it more challenging to just let things be, but I feel like that's part of the lesson or let's call it the experiment or the opportunities is when Mars is retrograde, there's less action moving forward. And so that's why he can feel frustrated. He's like, I want this to happen. I want to move forward with this. I want to get on the plane. I want to go for this long drive. And there's something that stunts the energy, stunts the action. And that's where we're learning. Well, what do I do when my plans fall through? What do I do when this conversation goes sideways or I don't have all the information and I'm really frustrated? What do I do? And that's where we're learning to moderate and manage our energy responsibly and to have those appropriate outlets. So yeah, you get on the treadmill or you go for a long walk or you write it out in your journal or you do something to basically 
reduce the mental spinning. What do you do to move energy out of your head? And this could be even talking to yourself out loud, where you're in the car, you're at home, you're going for a walk, whatever, you're talking to yourself just to move the energy out. This can be very powerful. This can actually be a very healthy expression of the throat chakra, where you're moving the energy out of your mind and you're not allowing things to keep you mentally hostage. And the same with your body. You're allowing the flow, the movement to support you, to move the energy. So there is a strong connection here between the body and the mind and how those two work together through either a healthy synergy or through something that maybe you feel is limiting you. That could be one of the themes that comes up during this Mercury retrograde. Now, also during this span of time, uh, remember the retrograde is October 30th until January 8th. What we're learning is not to second guess ourselves so damn much because that creates its own turmoil or its own stress where you keep rethinking or what about this or what about that? And it's that second guessing that becomes exhausting. So we're learning to not second guess ourselves as much. In fact, I see it as moving that energy into the heart, moving it into a place that just helps you feel into your intuition, your emotions, what is resonating with you, like what feels right. And I have been an expert, I don't know about you, at second guessing some things, especially when they're really important to me. And in some of my book creation phases, I asked Spirit to help guide me in a book title. And I would get a download for a title of a book and then I would spend all this time second guessing it. It was like this exercise I'd go through. I'd play with it. And what about this? What about that? And I'd come right back to that initial message. But it's almost like I had to second guess it or I had to go through this experiment with it that brought me right back to the best possible title to use. And now I don't do that anymore. That's how you can check in with yourself. Where do you trust your messages, trust what's coming through because you know you can trust it from yourself. Where yeah, it's normal to second guess at times or to need to experiment with other options, but when you come back to center, what is there for you? Your heart, your intuition, your soul, God, source, spirit, the universe, what is right there with you when you come back to center? Meaning when you get out of that overthinking and overprocessing and you land, back in your heart, what is there? That's what we're learning to trust even more, to not second guess and overthink. Now, the other thing I'm feeling so strongly, in addition to where we're becoming more conscious of our mental energies, is that I was seeing this very fascinating energy stream that's different from what I've seen before. So those of you who listen to this podcast and we talk about chakras and energies, we typically look at the energy that runs vertically through us, meaning from the root chakra up through the crown chakra and beyond up into the higher chakras and all the way up into the solar system, the galaxy and beyond. That's how our energy is designed to operate and that's how we can tap in to so many different realms and dimensions. But what I was seeing with this particular energy around Mercury retrograde in Gemini is I was seeing the line as being horizontal and that it's horizontal through both the throat chakra and the third eye. So I'm seeing it as Think of it as like two energy tubes and they're running horizontal between various parallel timelines. 
And you could see this as other lifetimes, including what we typically say as past lives or future lives, but they're all happening simultaneously. So I'm seeing these two tubes running horizontally across parallel timelines, showing us how we are mentally growing and expanding our consciousness across all these lifetimes or timelines to be more intentional and mindful with our thoughts, our words, our communications, what we're using our minds for, or if our minds feel like they're using us, uh, being very clear in what we're saying. And it looks like a strengthening of energy, meaning there's a lot we've been learning across multiple lifetimes around the power of our throat chakra and the power of the third eye. We've been moving through many things to be aware of, to look at, to be conscious of, but I'm seeing it across multiple lifetimes, meaning there's things that you are learning to communicate and say in this lifetime that maybe you weren't able to express previously. And this energy is very strong because as I said at the start of the show, we've had Venus retro, Mercury retro, North node in Gemini, and now Mars retrograde, all in this part of your chart, helping you reconfigure and really strengthen your own communication habits and styles. Again, what you say to yourself as well, the stories you tell yourself. And also I feel that this energy moving horizontally across multiple lifetimes is showing you the strengthening power of your own consciousness. Like there's these energies merging in that help you see how you've been growing through the Gemini areas in your life where maybe previously you would think something off the cuff or you would spit out certain words or you're something you would just say, but you weren't really thinking it through. You weren't mindful of the words you were using, the story you were telling or what you were saying. And now there's more of this sense of even being able to slow down some of that Gemini energy so that it can be more intentional. And I feel like that's part of what we're going to be working through with this Mars retrograde in Gemini, which by the way, isn't going to be easy at times because of how Mars wants movement. Mars wants things to go forward. So what do you do when there's a slowdown or things feel like they're being held back? How do you work with that mentally? Where do you go? What do you do? And how are you able to be in a healthy place with it so that your mind doesn't go on overdrive or you're not just saying things just to say them? We are truly elevating our own consciousness here in the Gemini areas of our charts. And it's something that the universe has had to bring to our attention multiple times. And it's like this ongoing practice, this ongoing sense of, okay, how can I say this in the most intentional, kind way? And that could be something that you've really had to practice in, again, these Gemini areas of your chart where you're seeing your own growth in this lifetime alone. But again, I feel it's connected to multiple lifetimes where we haven't had the opportunity or the space to raise our consciousness in these parts of ourselves. And this goes back to learning not to second guess ourselves, to understanding where we're overanalyzing, overthinking, where we're stuck between choices because we're not trusting ourselves. And when you connect your mind 
to your intuition, to your heart, to trusting yourself, you open up this fuller dialogue, this more expansive energy into yourself that gives you what you need, that will give you the information that you need, but it is a practice and it's learning to trust that practice for yourself. And I share this so passionately because I have four planets in my third house, which is why I'm such a yacker at this podcast, right? Is because the third house is the same energy signature. And most of my life, I have second guessed myself on certain things. And it's only been, I'd say in the past five or 10 years that I've had to settle down and just say, no, this is it. I trust it. I know it. This is the energy. This is the yes. This is the direction. And when you step into that flow in yourself, it opens up these beautiful understandings that also get you out of the overthinking or the mental spinning. And so now when I'm making a choice or something's presented or something's coming up, not only do I absolutely trust my intuition around it, but I trust where the energy is open, meaning I trust where the energy is opening and flowing. And if it's not flowing, it's learning to be okay in the waiting room right, of just sitting and saying, okay, well, let's see where the energy is going to open next that's very clear, that's very obvious. So this could be a beautiful time for you to go into where you're trusting the energies that are opening, what is moving, what is flowing, even if other things are not. Because the universe always has flows. The universe always has openings, but we have to be open to perceiving that and trusting it which is outside of what our minds will first tap into. So we're going to have some very interesting energies here with this Mars retrograde in Gemini. It's going to show us more of the power of our words, the power of our actions. It's also going to show us where when people say something, do they take action on it? It's that whole, yeah, you can talk the talk, but are you walking the walk? And I think that's going to come up as well. And we're going to see more of what we need to see in ourselves and in others. So you could even find yourself saying yes to something. Oh, sure, we'll come over for the holidays. Or yes, I'd love to meet you this weekend or whenever. And then you might start to realize your body isn't responding to it. Or you said yes too quickly. You agreed too eagerly. And then you're realizing, I don't want to do that. That's not the choice I want to make. So this is going to be a time when we do need to give ourselves more time to make the right choice, to bring it into the body consciousness, to bring it into yourself and look at what are you responding to? What do you want? What is in alignment with you? Don't just say yes because it's what you've always said yes to or because you didn't really think it through. So we have the opportunity here to be more intentional with our words and our actions and to look at what you're doing on a daily basis around that. So just bring that energy into your life. Bring it into your relationships, your connections, your family. Bring it into work. Bring it into your work interactions with your colleagues, your superiors, those you're engaging with. What does that look like for you? Because you might see that, oh, I've always done this or I've always said yes to that and I don't feel that anymore. And this is also a beautiful confirmation of our own growth, of our own ascension and becoming clearer on our own needs and how our energy operates. 
So it's going to be a big energy signature. We're going to keep talking about it. We will keep diving into these themes with Mars retrograde in Gemini, but I wanted to get this information out so that you could start now becoming more aware of some things and really be clearer on your choices, where your mind goes, where you're overanalyzing, where you're overthinking where you might be second guessing yourself and to start to bring that into your energy in a way that allows you to see yourself in a new light or to see some new ways to work with this. And again, to put it into that bigger spectrum of energy, there could be things here that you are course correcting or realizing from many lifetimes of unconscious thought patterns many lifetimes of just saying what you've always said or doing what you've always done. Again, I feel this energy, it goes across timelines and it's bringing your consciousness to what you're choosing and deciding right now. Is it for your best and highest growth? Is it in alignment with what you really want to choose? Or is it an obligation? Or is it something that you've just always done? So there will be a lot that comes up during this Mars retrograde. And of course, everything is a gift of energy. It's an opportunity to work with the energy in a new way and to continue to see ourselves for not only who we are, but these bright, giant energy vessels that we're designed to be. So as always, thank you so much for joining me as I yak, yak, yak in your ear, being a healthy outlet for all my planets in the third house. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to connecting with you every Monday and Wednesday, where Monday is when I do these special topic shows, and then Wednesday is when we take a look at the overall energies of the week ahead. So I look forward to connecting with you again soon. You can find out more about me at mollymccord.online, and I'm also on Facebook. Instagram, and YouTube. Wishing you a beautiful experience as we move through this Mars retrograde energy together. And as always, I'll be back here soon for another podcast episode.